recurring guest, our local NCAA expert, Luke Stoner. Good He's covering all things NCAA, football, basketball, maybe even some baseball yeah, next absolutely. year. We had a good run with that this year. Mm. But for right now, we're going to get into our college football futures. Yeah. Um, we'll jump right into it. Where, where do you want to start? So we'll start with some team over-unders. Um, we're going to start out here in the Big Ten. I have I actually have four in the Big Ten, which is my okay. most. Um, and I have two teams. Actually, I have, well, three of them are in the West, and they all actually have the same line. They're all at seven and a half. And so I'm going over with two and under with one. So I'm going over with Purdue and Iowa. Uh, Purdue last year, very good. Uh, beat Michigan State uh, when they were number three in the country, gave them their first loss. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback, is excellent. Um, one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, maybe second best behind uh, C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. And um, so I think they're going to be real good. If you look at their schedule, a lot of their bigger games are at home. They didn't get a too bad of a draw with the Big Ten East. They have Penn, Penn State at home on a Thursday night to open the season. Open season, yeah. That's going to be a tough one for Penn State there. That's yeah. For me, that has shades of, of uh, Penn State opening the season at Indiana two years ago when they lost on that two-point uh, conversion play. Um, so, wild, wild opener there, and I think that I, could be I also I also do have Purdue. Uh, I have it a plus 100. I don't okay. know if you, if you saw where lines were. I have it a plus 100 over 7.5 for Purdue. They they surprised me a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought they kind of pushed, you know, levels of being like... They, I thought they flashed that they could compete with Big Ten East schools. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like you said, the Michigan State game, Mm -hmm. for example. I mean, so much of college football is determined by uh, quarterback play. Yep. For sure. And um, they have one. They have a good one. So, uh, and Jeff Brown, their coach, he's been there, I think this is his third or fourth year now. Yeah. Uh, He's a good coach. He beat Ohio State his first year there. I don't know if people remember that game. But, yeah, so... There, I think Purdue is going to win eight games. Probably. It's like it's like seventy percent offense, mm-hmm. quarterback. Uh-huh. It's twenty percent like like defense, uh-huh. and then like ten percent having like a competent program and like, yeah. and like guy that's not going to mess up in situations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I know yeah. What you mean. and the Big Ten West is 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 light. It is. Oh my god! Division. Yeah. Oh my god! So, yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of good wins on their schedule. They're out of conference. It's pretty easy. So yeah, I like Purdue. What, what's I, your over? What's your other? Uh, West one because I feel like I have the same. Yeah, so we we both have Iowa. Right? Iowa, yeah. Yeah, so Iowa is, I, I, they're like the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers of college football. Yeah, like even when they're not good, they're good. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're consistent. They have a program. Yeah, it's the program that That's they've is, been. Yeah. You know, Kirk Ferentz has been there twenty years, I think now. Um, one of the longest tenured head coaches in college football. So they they have what they do and they do it well. I hate Iowa. <laughs> Their fans might be some of my <laughs> least favorite people in the entire world, but that being said, um, they're they're a, 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 a consistent football team. Yeah, and I, 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 think I can't say I disagree with anything you said, and I have them at over seven and a half wins at minus a hundred, so or minus one hundred five. So okay. that's that's a good line. Yeah. Um, and would you have another Big Ten West one? So my last Big Ten West is Minnesota, and not because I think they're going to be bad. I, I they're they're a similar similar to Iowa, but I think just not quite on the same level of consistency. Uh, and I'm pulling it up now, but if Minnesota's what, what did schedule you have under seven and a half. Under seven and a half. Yep. So I'm pulling up their schedule now. They open up the season with New Mexico State and Western Illinois. Those are going to be wins. They have Colorado at home. That's probably going to be a win too. So it's not even so much the out of conference, mm-hmm. but they're in conference. They drew Michigan State. And Penn State from the Big Ten East, which is a tough draw. That, yep. uh, and there's, those are both road games. 
So overall, when you look at their, their road schedule, it's tough, and that's why I have them under uh, 7.5. They have Michigan State on the road, Penn State on the road, Nebraska on the road, uh, and Wisconsin on the road. I think those are probably four losses right there. And then after that, I mean, they have they have to play Iowa. Um, they got to play Illinois on the road. Not that Illinois is a great team, but, you know, Brett Bielema, that's tough. Yeah, like as you saw, as Penn State found out last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not a horrible team. They're better than they used to be. For um, sure. And they have to play Purdue. So I, I see one more loss in there somewhere. So, again, it's not even so much that I, I hate Minnesota and that I don't think they're going to be good. I think they'll be a decent team. But their schedule is just tough this year. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you put some shed some light on that because I was looking at the Minnesota line and the only reason I didn't go for it was because of, like, like the like the not not necessarily PJ Fleck but the program itself. Mm-hmm. It just seems like every year it's like they have players that mm-hmm. you know even when they're bad they're not terrible. Yeah. No, it's a it's uh, a good program. I think they probably go seven and five. Yeah, five but like five, like you yes, said with the schedule, but, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like mm-hmm. drawn to to uh, Penn State and Michigan State isn't exactly you know great. Yeah. Um, speaking of Penn State, shift over to the East. My okay. only East big Big Ten East pick. It's a hater pick. Penn State's over-under is 8.5. I found it for minus 125. I'm hitting the under specifically because of the fact that all these Penn State fans are telling me that Sean Clifford is going to start for them. Yeah. If he, if, he, if he gets to four games, I mean, I don't know what their schedule is looking like, but like mm-hmm. if he gets to four games in my mind, <coughs> excuse me, the best I think they are are 2-2. Two and two. Unless, unless, God forbid, they have a great pool, but... Yeah. Uh, them, Michigan, Ohio State, like the big, the big guns of the even Michigan State, I guess. The big, the big guns of the Big Ten East. I don't know why, but they they tend to play. I don't want to say SEC football, but like they don't start playing until like week three. Yeah, no, and I don't think Clifford's a guy that's gonna unless he's taken leaps from what we saw last year. Like I don't, I don't think that he's gonna be the guy to piggyback them through those first four games as like mm-hmm. CJ Stroud no, would yeah. for. Ohio State. Sean Clifford, um, I don't like him, first of all. He's not great by any means. I will say he did get, before he got injured last year at Iowa, Penn State was 5-0. and Oh, he was serviceable. They were, they yeah. were, were going to beat Iowa that yep, game, yep, 100%. Yep. They were going to, they were number four in the country, about to beat number three. You know, Penn State season last year, if they don't, if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt, could be completely different. Yep, yep. And I and, and my, my my that's another problem I have with picking Penn State to win nine games is the fact that I don't know like I, I don't hate James Franklin, but mm-hmm. I don't trust him at the same no, time. It's I like, don't want it's like I, I remember when that Sean Clifford injury happened and I remember being like, Man, he really shouldn't play. Uh-huh. But their backup guy just looked he was so he looked bad. like he never played football. He was before. he was the worst backup quarterback I've ever seen. Like I would just like, assume that all those other <clears> big guns <throat> of the Big Ten East if their starters went oh, yeah. down, they they at least have a serviceable you know young guy to have in there. That's that that's was, the thing that I, that's the thing that scared and me. And people you know and people say like even like I just said oh well what if what would happen if Sean Clifford didn't get hurt? Mm-hmm. But the thing is like to be a great program you got to be ready for that. Yep, you got to be prepared for your quarterback to go down. And you see that with somebody like Ohio State back when they won the national championship they did it with their third string quarterback. Yeah. Yep. So the ability to reload is part of a program. Um, Penn State just isn't at that level. So I was looking at Penn State's line. I think if I bolt to my head, they probably win nine games, but I wasn't confident. I, see, I just couldn't take that. I I just, I, if you would have gave me seven and a half, I would have uh, took it for eight for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, no, yeah, I, I just... 
It's not. It's not. It's not a bad pick at all. They have. Uh, it just scares me to start the year knowing that they're gonna roll with Clifford. Yes, yeah. roll with Clifford. I mean that that. It, it's not even that they're rolling with Clifford. It's the fact that it doesn't seem like. I mean, I'm not saying they should have got somebody in the transfer portal. I hate all that crap, but like, I I just wish there was competition. You know. Yeah, and, um, yeah, the start to the season isn't great schedule wise either. They have Purdue, like I said, on the road on a Thursday night. That's just weird. The vibes are off of that game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, they get Ohio at home. Okay, that's a win. But then they have <laughs> Auburn on the road, which Auburn isn't what they it's used a 50, to be. Pro, it's a 50-50 program. But you don't it's, know on, what you're it's on the road yeah, in SEC country. You don't know yep. what's going to happen. Um, and then they have Michigan on the road this year. They have Ohio State at home, but it's going to be the big noon kickoff. It's not a whiteout. Um, so yeah. that they don't have the home field advantage there. Uh, and overall, like I think they have a pretty tough schedule. So I, yeah, I'm not against the pick. I just I stayed away because I just wasn't sure. Um, basically, and then last one I'll keep this short. But uh, Ohio State over ten and a half. I didn't see the exact line for this. I'd imagine that's probably it was like high. A, it's like it, a minus one sixty. I think probably. it was even. Lo- I think it was even higher than that. I think it was like minus really? two. I saw them. I don't know what the game was. If mm-hmm. it was nine and a half or ten and a half. But it was like minus two fifty. Okay. So it was yeah. crazy up there. I didn't and again I got these lines about four or five days ago, so things yeah. could have shifted mm-hmm. a little bit. Lord knows until um, I put this out. Yeah. Could be even longer. So, yeah. so <laughs> um but I don't see Ohio State losing more than one game this year. Mm-hmm. Um we're both Notre Dame fans. I think that game will be closer. Yep. Then they, <laughs> I, think well, the, I think it's good for Notre Dame and the fact that it's week one. Yeah. Like that that's it. That's a yeah. I think the the current line on that game is like minus fourteen and a half. Yeah. I think that's a little too much. But Absolutely. I think on the road at Ohio State, you know, Mark Mark Spring's first real game. Yep. That's a tough place to try to win. Yep. And um, Tyler Buckner's first I mean yeah, he's, and played, Tyler he's played a lot of games but he hasn't yeah, this hasn't been his program. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think Notre Dame's gonna be quite ready to win that one. I think it'll be close, but I think Ohio State probably probably gets it done, and then um, I think yeah they have they have Michigan at home this year. Um, they draw on Penn State in a non-whiteout noon, so like yeah I think they're gonna win at least eleven games. Their offense is gonna be insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Stroud also I'm just gonna toss this out here. I didn't do an official one, but C.J. Stroud's my Heisman pick. Yeah. Um, Bryce Young's gonna Can be great. Can we say it's official now? Huh? Can we say it's official now? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. my official Heisman pick. Yeah. Because. Uh, I think Bryce Young's gonna be great. He is, but it's all about narratives. Absolutely, and absolutely. It's, it's nearly impossible to win the Heisman two years in a row. Yep. yep. So I think Ohio State. Yeah. Might when, once you win one, it's like, what do you have to? You know yeah. what I mean? You almost have to prove more to get it again. It's yeah. like, and yeah. people just expect Alabama to be great. Absolutely. absolutely. So like, you, it's inherent. You, yeah. you lead Alabama to eleven wins. It's not impressive necessarily. Since every quarterback before you has also done it. Yeah. All right. That I'm done on. That's that's good for me. What, what division? What, what conference you want to go to? All right. Next, I have the ACC. May I got some hair? Okay, so first up, I have Pitt under eight and a half. I also um, have that. <laughs> so they, I have a line at plus one hundred five for that too. It, plus money was the what got me. You okay, know, I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, plus money on that. So Pitt under eight and a half. They, I think they're a little bit of a flash and pan last year. Oh, for sure. I don't think don't get me wrong. They're not going to be bad. Pat Narduzzi is a good coach, not a great coach, but a good coach. The ACC is pretty light, um, you know, competition wise. But also had the have, only first round pick quarterback. Well, yeah, yeah. Kenny Pickett's gone. Was, yeah, he um, was big a, time wide receiver transferred out. Yep. Um, so I think their offense is going to take some steps back, and they don't have the easiest out of conference either. They get West Virginia at home to start the season. Uh, I think they probably win that game, but at, again, it's not an easy start to the season by any means. And that, I'm first also I'm glad that rivalry's back. That's an awesome rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. Those are two fan bases that are. <laughs> 
um, that hate each other. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that's a, that's a rivalry that's back. Then they get Tennessee also at home, but Tennessee's going to be good this year. Um, so that's two tough games to open up the season. I think they probably lose one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as far as ACC conference play, they have to go to North Carolina. Um, they're playing at Virginia, which I think will be tough, at Miami, at Louisville. Um, they get Virginia Tech at home. But overall, I see, I see four losses on that schedule uh, given what left. Is basically, that's, that's why I took that pick. Yeah, um, you said you mentioned Pitt in there. I have Pitt, um, I have Pitt with the under eight and a half, and then I have, a, like I said, I meant to say you mentioned West Virginia. I have West Virginia. Uh, this this line was a little absurd to me. Uh-huh. I mean, they're not in a great state of their program, uh-huh. but I don't think the ACC is at a great state no. as a whole. Um, yeah, West Virginia. I saw, well, what did you have? It at? I have it at over five and a half yeah. for minus one thirty. Yeah. I could see, I could see West Virginia going over that. I just six wins. That's all I. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? That's, that, that's I mean, West Virginia is more. Again, it's kind of like an Iowa where they're they're never going to win a national title unless something crazy happens, but uh, or even a conference title. But they'll, I think they'll win six games. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Like that so that's um, all I have for the ACC. Okay. Movie. Last one I had was Florida State over six and a half. Um, I like that pick. That's another have, one for me. It's like. Seven games, yeah, you know. Yeah. But they don't have a crazy hard schedule. They flashed um, a little bit at times last year. Yeah, they had a great opener against Notre Dame. Um, weren't really able to carry the momentum out. Uh, <laughs> what they lost to Jacksonville State, I think. Yeah. Um, but that being said, they, they start season, FCS team, Duquesne, mark up a win for that. Yeah. Um, they get Clemson at home this year. Not necessarily, necessarily sure they'll win that one, but, um, you know. There, there's a lot of games on here that are, are home games that are very winnable. Um, they've had good recruiting classes coming in, um, so I, I think I think they'll get to. Some I actually games. do have one pick for this. It's not necessarily. I don't know if I'm gonna go with it. I just saw it. It caught mm-hmm. my eye. Yeah. It just made me think that if you're not picking Clemson mm-hmm. to win the ACC, which I think 90% of America is, sure. I would throw a dark horse pick at Miami. Mm-hmm. And it's be only because they've gone crazy in this transfer portal game. Now yeah. they have to put it together. Yeah. And they brought in Cristobal. That's what I literally have that in parentheses. That if anybody could bring the year back, <laughs> yeah. this is like almost it. Yeah. It for you know. I so. think I think Miami. I think they're gonna be, you know, good in two or three years. Yeah. So, but what's the line on them to win? Plus five fifty. That's what it was for me. That that kind of set me because I yeah. think Clemson was like a Sherlock. Yeah. I think they added like minus two ninety. Like okay. something, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. pretty safe. So it was just a, it's just a, you're feeling good kind of. You want to take a, you want to go out on a, a limb. Who knows? Maybe Clemson suffers some kind of setback or something. Yeah. But yeah. you know, by the way they're going, by the way they're building up, it, it it's almost a sure deal. I yeah. feel like they have that. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind taking a flyer on them. Yeah. Oh, hundred. That's what I mean. Yeah. If it, over, over plus three fifty for me would have been okay. Honestly. Yeah. So uh, next up, let's go to the SEC. Good with me. All right. Um, so first one I have, we already mentioned them, was Auburn. Uh, Auburn over five and a half. Yep. Um, now, actually, I just saw this line might have moved to six on the on the dot. It, which, I think it did because I looked at it today, and I think it was six and a half. Okay, so somebody else I think it's all it. the I had it at DraftKings, I think, at six and a half. Really? Already. Okay. Yeah. That's what scared me because at five, at five and a half, I take that. Uh-huh. Six, six games. It's just that... Yeah, you know, getting over seven mm-hmm. kind of yeah. scares me. So at six and a half, I'd stay away. Um, if you can get it at five and a half or six, I still like it. Um, they have three games. I'm checking out their schedule real quick. I forget exactly who they were, but they have three games. 
on their schedule that are basically guaranteed wins. And then at that point, um, yeah, so they start off the year with Mercer and San Jose State. There's two wins there. They have another out-of-conference game against Western Kentucky at home. I'm giving them that one. Yep. So there are they're three wins there. At that point, you only need three more. Um, they have a decent shot against Penn State at home. They get Missouri at home, um, LSU at home. Uh, I think Brian Kelly will get that program to a good spot in two or three years, but right now yeah, it's still yeah. in the rebuilding phase. I wasn't even thinking Very about taking winnable. a flyer on them. Um, Arkansas at home. Um, you know, look, the SEC, they beat up on each other. Yeah. I think I think Can't Auburn I think Auburn goes at least three and five in the SEC yeah. and, and you know, you get to six wins. You mentioned Arkansas there. Do you mm-hmm. have, did you take a flyer on them? I was looking at them. I think you know, Vegas is very good at what they do. Yes. I thought they nailed it where it was like the seven and a half point. I have it at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that's gonna be tough. The only reason I took it at seven and a half is because uh-huh. I got it at plus one forty. Okay. So And do you have them over under? I'm over. over, yeah. So, okay. so get that eighth win. Yeah. Um, if it was minus money, mm-hmm. if it was if it was like minus one hundred five, even I probably would have stayed away. Mm-hmm. But just for the fact that it's a little a little in the plus, I was like, huh, yeah, we'll dabble. They, Arkansas has a big game to start the season. They're at or no, they're, they're it's home oh, against yeah. Cincinnati, um, which obviously Cincinnati went to the playoff last year. Good team. Um, they lost. They lost a good amount of talent to the draft. Yeah. But uh, Luke Fickle is big one of the best coaches. Big in the Luke country. Fickle fan. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get a big time job. Uh, well, they, I, I I think they paid him pretty handsomely. Though. Yeah. So, but but it's the namesake. I get what you mean. It's like yeah. yeah you want but a I think, big program. I think he. I mean, he's a guy that can wait for his dream job basically. Yeah, and there. And I was gonna say the other thing. The other half of that is too. They're 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 trying to grow as he's growing the program. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're making the move to the, where are they going, to the Big 12, I think? Yeah, they're going to the Big 12, I believe, in two years. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I think, I mean, Cincinnati's a growing program. But anyway, point being, that's a, that's a big game for Arkansas. Uh-huh. I think if they win that game, they probably go over. If they lose that game, they go under. Yep. Um, so that's a, you know, big way to start your season right there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, I, Arkansas was a stay away from me because I was just like, it is, I, I just wasn't confident either way. Um Next one I have is Alabama under eleven and a half. Well, so you don't have an idea what the line was. I'd have to look it up. It's not a big deal, but yeah. But, yeah. but um, you're betting on one loss, obviously, and the SEC just the way the way they play. You don't know who that loss is going to be. Last year was at Texas A&M when Bama was a yeah. seventeen point favorite. Um, oh, and, 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 and they play tight games with other people yeah, too. Like, yeah. it's not like it's and, not like they just bulldozed every team. Bama, I don't want to say, you know, the dynasty is over, Paul, but um, they, uh, the dynasty is not over. It's, it just can't, everybody probably, else is catching up. They're probably going to win the title this year if I had to put my money on it, but the gap between them isn't as, you know, between yeah. Bama and everybody else isn't as I, big. Georgia Georgia showed us last year. Georgia I mean, they, closed, they closed the gap. Uh-huh. And a lot of that is due to recruiting now. It used to be, you know... Nick Saban can just say, well, we have the best facilities, we have the best everything, we're the best team, we have, we're the best to get you in the draft. And all that was true. Uh, but now with other teams catching up facilities-wise, and the big one, obviously, is NIL, oh, yeah. with you know schools like Miami and Texas and um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, they're giving millions of dollars away to these kids. It's If you look at the rankings, Alabama hasn't been the runway number one. Um, for the last couple of years, so the the, the the talent gap has closed a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think one team's gonna knock them off mm-hmm. at some point uh, during the year. So that's all I have for the SEC. I got one teams. more. Um, 
I think everybody <coughs> would look at this and just mm. say, oh my god, Matt Corral's gone. What are we going to do? Uh-huh. But Ole Miss over 7.5, it's, it's another one where I'm, I could easily see them um, not being Georgia of last year, but, but definitely closing the gap, like showing signs of closing the gap in the mm. SEC. Uh, Lane Kiffin, for all the goofy shit he does, he's gonna succeed handsomely in this in this NIL transfer portal game. Hundred percent. Um, I think he I think he's gonna play a little NFL free agency with the NIL. I think he's trying to build teams mm. instead of necessarily recruiting them out of high school. And I I just think I think they were. I don't think Matt Corral was the star of that show last year. Is what I'm saying. No, Obviously, he, he had the name, notoriety, draft, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think their talent on the offensive side of the ball was so deep last year. And I think uh, I'm putting my chips on Lane Kiffin here, basically, <laughs> to, to, you know, get that offense flourishing. So I have them at over 7.5 at minus 130. That's a, that's a ballsy pick, but mm-hmm. is what it is. I like, I, I, I'm banking on Kiffin this year. Yeah, no, he, I mean, that. His offenses are always going to be great. Um, they're going to keep him in any game they play. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I like that pick. W- one more. This wasn't originally on my list. I It just kind of popped in my head as I was sitting here in the SEC. South Carolina. Um, I think it was, I'm trying to find was it. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. I actually kind of love it today. I liked it too, but I kind of love the over there. So here's the thing. They got, they got Spencer Rattler transferred in mm-hmm. to play quarterback. Um, they won seven games last year. With that grad transfer, he was like a he was like a yeah assistant coach. I, I forget I forget his his name. It's crazy. I'm blanking on him, but yeah. So I mean, they won six games the regular season, won their bowl game. But Spencer Rattler, I think, gets overly hated. He was basically the pendulum swung from yeah. he was overrated, and now it swung all the way over to he's underrated. Yeah. I think a lot because he was really good two years ago for Oklahoma. Um, wasn't great last year, but I think knowing now what we know about that Oklahoma program where yep. Lincoln Riley had one foot out the door and wasn't really committed to the team last year, I think that's a lot has probably has a lot to do with how oh, for why sure. uh, for sure. Rattler didn't have his best year and so um, I think uh, Shane Beamer's a great coach for, for South Carolina and I think with uh, Spencer Rattler at the helm I think I think they'll get to six wins. So if they are at five and a half I would I would take over five and a half. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm uh, SEC's done. So uh, Big Twelve. What was your uh, What was your second SEC pick? Um, Alabama. What Auburn was before that? Uh, Auburn over five and a half. I'm gonna take a flyer on that one. Okay. Okay. All right. Where do you want to jump to next? All right. Uh, Big Twelve. Fine. Okay. So I got two here. Well, That's first cool. of all, I was gonna basically when I first started looking at the lines, I I was looking at Texas nine and a half. I was going to go under. But then I just kind of thought, well, they're out of conference, isn't bad. They might get they might get there. But I think so the better play was to bet some overs on their two competitors, uh, you know, the two competitors to Texas and Oklahoma, which are Oklahoma State and Baylor. Okay. So I have Oklahoma State over eight and a half. Um, they were a team that was one win away from the college football playoff last year, uh, ended up winning the Fiesta Bowl. Great team. Um, again, Probably not, you know, they're not national title contenders realistically. Um, but I, I, I actually have them 
before I just wrote that down, uh, I have them listed as a as a contender to win the yeah, Big Twelve. Big, at, win the Big at, Twelve plus five fifty. So yeah. yeah, so I would take I would take Flyer on that to win the conference for sure. I mean, they made the conference championship last year, um, so I like them at eight and a half. But then my lock here, and this is this is, might be the biggest lock I have in this entire list, uh, is Baylor over seven and a half. Um, I think that is I've got a minus one thirty dis- disrespectful line. Uh, overall, um, I also have them to win the Big Twelve at plus six fifty. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. Um, I just think I, Oklahoma. I, I think it's up to them in Oklahoma State. Like I, yeah, I'm a Texas hater. I I, I don't think Don. I don't think Oklahoma will be ready. Brent Venables is gonna. I think he's gonna be a great head coach. But they had. Two, oh yeah, that, yep, yep. I have that. I have that parentheses because uh, uh-huh. I have Oklahoma under nine and a half wins yeah. at minus one ten. And I basically just put Venable down there, and it's I like Brad Venable, and I think he was a good hire, but I just think same thing with Brian Kelly at LSU. It's like it's gonna take anybody kind of, mm-hmm. a, if you and the only saving grace to coming in and trying to build a program to win right away would be the transfer portal and NIL and shit like that. Like yeah, but but that there's only so many allotted slots for that and so many scholarships mm-hmm. you can give away. You yeah. know what I mean? And, so it's and not overall, like you can't bring a whole team in. And overall, they were on the negative side. Yeah, with, yeah, with you yeah, know, they Lincoln, weren't. Lincoln, they, I was gonna say they, they were not Texas or Miami or no. something like that. You know, no. so I think, and also with with you know Texas and Oklahoma, they're both gonna have target on their back all year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Those teams are pissed that they're leaving them for the SEC. Absolutely, leaving them out to dry. Uh, they're gonna get every team's best effort every single week. Um, and with Texas. Obviously, the whole Texas is back thing has been kind of a meme for <laughs> no. the last five years or so now. down. I think they're going to be decent this year. I think they'll be better than years past. But this idea that they're going to win 10, 11 games and they're a top 10 team, talent-wise, I, I understand it's getting there. Quinn Ewers is uh, one of the top uh, QB recruits of all time. Um, here's the thing. I don't believe in Steve Sarkeesian. He hasn't done anything as a head coach, really, in his entire career except be drunk. Yeah, so, like, he had USC. He had that program. He got fired. Like, I, he's had talent before. He's had the amenities. He's had everything, you know. USC was is one of the biggest... The one thing I'll give about, about Sarkeesian when he's sober <laughs> is that he has a resume of players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his, like... Yeah. That's his calling card. It's just, I could get you to the NFL. I think that was his whole uh-huh. selling point to Arch Manning is I'm, I'm the guy that... But I understand 110% what you mean from a head coaching point. There's so there's so much – there's so, it's such a different thing from being a head coach and winning football games and mm-hmm. being boots on the ground and calling plays and stuff to just flashing your resume about, oh, I could get yeah. you to the NFL. You know what I mean? It's so, not – I think Texas might be might be good next year. You know, in their last year in the Big 12, maybe they'll win it on their way out. I, I think it's a year too early for them right now. Um, and like I said, I don't really believe in Sark. So I wouldn't bet on Texas. If anything, I'd I'd do their under. Um, but yeah, so that's my, my my feelings on the Big Twelve. Yep. Um, all right, so let's move out west now. Uh, Pac twelve. Yep, I got a couple. All right, first of all, and this is an extremely disrespectful line too. I'd imagine it's it's probably in the minus one forty one fifty range. Uh, is Utah over eight and a half? Um, this is a team that. Uh, won the Pac-12 last year. I have them to win the Pac-12 at plus 250. Yeah, they, they won the Pac-12 last year. They didn't lose much talent. Uh, they gave Ohio State a hell of a game in the Rose Bowl. Probably should have won it, realistically. Um, they just kind of choked away at the end. I, that's a great team. and an extremely well-coached team. You know, We're talking about 
like like Iowa with a very stable program. Utah is that. They're a stable program. You know, they like like usual in the Pac-12, they're probably going to cannibalize each other. Pac-12 is not going to get a team in the playoffs like they have in, uh, in a long time. But I think Utah wins 10 games, and they're at 8.5. I'll take that all day. Um, and then my under is USC. They're at they're at nine and a half right now. I think they'll be back eventually. And that's all Kip. That's all not Kip and um, Lincoln. That's yeah. all in the name, you know, mm-hmm. and the notoriety, and that's and, that's yeah, where that line lies. Lincoln, he got Caleb Williams, who was Oklahoma's, you know, kind of star quarterback who replaced Spencer Rattler last year. Um, he he brought him with him, but he's still unproven. Well, both of them. I mean, Caleb Williams Absolutely. is unproven, and then Lincoln Riley, not unproven from the sense of being a good coach. He's obviously a fantastic coach. He did a great job. Uh, with Oklahoma, but um, look, USC it needs some structure, it needs some rebuilding. Uh, you can only th- you can only throw so much talent at somewhere and expect a certain amount of wins. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, your quarterback needs some stability as far as your system, um, and Caleb has a little bit of that with being with Lincoln in Oklahoma. But uh, ultimately, they have a pretty tough schedule. They end the year uh, with Notre Dame, um, so that's a tough out of conference game there. Uh, and just like Oklahoma and Texas, USC is going to have a target on their back all year too. Everybody's going to want to beat Lincoln Riley. Everyone's going to beat want to beat the program. You know, leaving them for the Big Ten. Absolutely. Um, so they're going to get every team's best shot all year. Um, I just don't think USC gets ten wins. I don't yeah. think it happens. But, um, yes. You, you got anything else there? I just have uh, if you're if you're one of those Oregon stands, Oregon is plus two ninety to win the conference. Uh, they have taken a beating. From a sense of, uh, from a sense of that you know, um, just just the fact that you know they lost their the pro the head of their program their head coach mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, they um, they're not Oregon what they were you know but um, I don't know the Pac twelve's up in the air in my mind yeah so yeah it's a hundred percent up for take jobs. a flyer on it if you'd like yeah I mean Dan Lanning he, he just came from the D coordinator job at Georgia yeah clearly knows how to win that was an insane oh my God, defense. That was an insane defense yeah, um, that's what got him that job yeah you know? so you know I think he'll do a good job I think he's somebody that probably gets them to eight or nine wins um, and how that you know that might be enough to get you in the conference championship game at that point mm-hmm. uh, and then once you're there you know who, who knows and they certainly still have good talent there. I mean, it's Oregon. They always, they always have a bunch of recruits come in, especially in this NIL space now, um, with Nike just showering, showering these players Absolutely. money to go to Oregon. So, the only yeah. other, uh, the only other, well, for independent, I have uh, Notre Dame at eight. I have the over on the eight and a half. Oh, yeah. one twenty-five. I, I, yeah. Um, just from the sense of, uh, I like their schedule. Uh-huh. I, I really think there's a chance they could win nine games. I'm not I'm not setting my expectations much higher than eight, but, you know, it's just where I have it. Yeah. I mean, they still have a lot of talent there. Yeah, Michael Meyer um, coming back. And despite, Meyer. I mean, despite uh, um, Brian Kelly leaving, it's not like it's the, the same program. It's the same, it's the same offense and defense. The, the vast majority of the coaching staff stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot of structure there. Uh, those players believe in Marcus Freeman uh, in the system they're running. Nothing changed. Tommy Reese is still running the offense. So, um, no, I think they'll be ready to go. And they, they do what they play Ohio State, they play Clemson, they play USC. Mm-hmm. Those are certainly three tough games. Um, but other than that, I think they should be favored in the rest of their games. Yeah, I think um, if they go two so. and one through that, they, they can, you know, squeeze out maybe close eight or nine wins, you know. I think, yeah, I think they'll be good there. Uh, speaking of Notre Dame, a team that's going to play them this year is BYU. Uh, so that's another independent that I have. Um, 
down here. So they're at eight and a half. I have them under eight and a half. And it's not because I, I don't think BYU is good. I think they're going to be good. Um, they're going to give a lot of these top teams, they're going to give them hell. Um, but it's their schedule this year is, is kind of brutal. Um, and respect to them for, for scheduling a lot of big-time teams. Uh, obviously, as an independent, you can schedule whoever you want. BYU could just say, well, let's just go undefeated and schedule cupcakes, and they yeah. do that. Um, but that being said, so they have USF, Baylor, Oregon, um, Notre Dame, Arkansas. Uh, Liberty is a good team. They play Liberty on the road. Um, Boise State, Stanford. They play a lot of quality teams this year. Um, and between Arkansas, Notre Dame, Oregon, Baylor, those could be four losses right there. Um, so I, no disrespect to BYU. I think they're going to be a great team, but they just have they have a heck of a schedule. And I like where their program's at, too. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're moving into conference play in a couple of years, yeah. and you know they've turned out the talent in the NFL the last couple of years. So. Yeah. yeah, BYU's a great program. They're going to they're be good. But I think with that schedule, it's going to be tough to get to eight and a half. Um, so I have two more here to, to finish things Go off. Ahead. Unless you got nope, nothing that's else. That's fine. Go ahead. All right. So this is my hater special. As <laughs> you can see, I'm repping repping the West Point shirt here. Um, I didn't touch the Army line because it's, it's at exactly eight. Uh, I think that's probably about right for for where Army's at as a program. But I do have the hater special of Air Force under eight and a half, Navy under four and a half. Um, and it's not just because I'm a hater. Yeah. Uh, it's because. Uh, first of all, Air Force. Uh, um, that Navy ones. That's a it's, crux. It's that's low. A, that's a. That's a blow. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the deal. It's just it just has to do with their schedules. Um, so Air Force plays in the Mountain West, which is a quality conference. It's it's not the best for sure, but you know if you have kind of your your Power Five, it's right below them is the American, and then I'd put the Mountain West as mm-hmm. the next best conference after that. You know you have some quality teams from. Uh, Nevada, it's a UNL, well, not, not so much UNLV in football, never mind on that, but San Diego State, um, Colorado State's decent at times, they were bad last year, but uh, obviously Boise State, Utah State's usually pretty solid, um, Wyoming um, has turned out talent, obviously, someone like Josh Allen, mm-hmm. so it's not an easy conference to win nine games in, uh, and also, outside even just the Mountain West, you have to play Army and Navy, who... They know each other, like and it's like no out. other teams know each other. Like they they play each other every single year. Their systems haven't changed in a century. They know each other damn well, and they care so much about winning those games. Um, our Air Force lost to Army last year, despite probably being a better team. And that's just kind of how these rivalry games work. Um, so between and they also get Colorado as an out of conference game this year. Colorado's not a great team. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a Power 5 team. has some bigger athletes, faster athletes. So there's a chance they lose that game, too. So, again, Air Force is going to be good. They always are. But I don't know if they get to nine games. Uh, and then Navy, kind of similar similar deal where they're not a bad team by any means, but playing in the American is is a tough ask for, for a team that cannot recruit anywhere near the level of a Cincinnati or a Houston. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they, they just have a tough schedule overall. They, they get Notre Dame in the out-of-conference play. That's going to be a loss. Um, but, yeah, if you go through their schedule, you get Memphis, Eastern Carolina, Air Force, um, Tulsa, SMU, Houston. Temple sucks, but that's one outlier. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, UCF, Army. Like, that is a tough schedule. 
Um, and I, I don't know if they get to, to get to five wins in that schedule. So that's why I'm being a hater. Um, but I actually am backing it up with how I actually feel about their schedules. Um, so not to hate the troops too much, <laughs> but, you know, uh, just kind of kind of where I'm at there. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's everything I have for over-unders. Uh, one last thing I, I'd take a flyer on. I believe in these two teams that they're going to be the two teams playing for the championship. That's Alabama and Ohio State. Um, and you can get Alabama to win the SEC at, like, minus 170, I think. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State to win the Big Ten at like minus two twenty. I think I saw it. I parlay parlay those two together. That gets you to about even money. Yeah. I I think that's that's a no brainer to me. I don't think Nick Saban loses the SEC twice in a row, and I don't think Ryan Day loses the Big Ten twice in a row. So, um, yeah, I would take those two for conference champions. Uh, Alabama's my national champion. Um, obviously, that's kind of a chalk pick, but Nick's <laughs> I Nick Saban is. I'm going to bet on him until I'm proven Listen, we just talked about, you know, forever about how the gap is closing. You know, it's not like... No, it's not like I'm... Alabama is not 2012 Alabama. They're not going to win the national title by, you know, four touchdowns. But but, um, if you look at just recent history, the past 10 years or so, if Nick Saban loses um, a, a national championship, loses or doesn't make the national championship... The next year, he almost always responds like that. Yep. Um, and they have a lot of talent there. Bryce Young's probably the best quarterback in the country, best player in the country. Realistically, I would pick him for Heisman if it weren't for you know the narrative stuff and yep. the fact that nobody's won a, a back-to-back Heisman in, in this in this century. So, um, yeah. So that's my national championship pick. Like I said, C.J. Stroud uh, for Heisman. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, do you have any other like real dark horses that you think might? People might might not be thinking about or team wise or um, for the for the Heisman. Either I guess, but um, um, not really team wise. Uh, for the Heisman, I think there. I've read that there are. I mean, you know how hard it is for a defensive guy to get mm-hmm. nominated and stuff. Yeah. I think we might see like a sleeper defensive guy come in. I think we're gonna see something. Just not. I think we're gonna see a quarterback give Stroud, or a non-quarterback, give Stroud and, and Love a run for their money. Yeah. That's, that's just my, I think there's too much talent out there. Um, I mean, I mean, especially with the, with the, just, just look at how Georgia, nine, nine starters are 11, out of 11, dropped it off their yeah. defense, yeah. you know, in the first, just like two rounds or something. That's crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think, I just think athletes are getting more of the shine nowadays instead of necessarily just quarterbacks. Yeah. I think that's just the way it's going, like I said, <laughs> with the narrative-based stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson got close last yep, year. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he was right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all it takes is, well, at the end of the day, to win a Heisman, realistically, you have to be the best player on your team that goes realistically like 10-2 and two or better. Yep, makes a good right. Makes a nice run. Unless the only exception to that in recent memory is Johnny Manziel. Um, he was bigger than football. But he was, yeah, yeah. that was different. Um, so, yeah, you got to be one of the best players on one of the best teams. You can't just be a, a great player on a bad team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's why I have C.J. Shroud. I think Ohio State might go undefeated even. Um, and so if you're the best player on an undefeated team. Yep, yep, I understand you know, that. The narrative is there. Uh, as far as, as, far as uh, some dark horses, you know, it, it's hard to say. I College football usually goes pretty chalk, right? Yeah. It's your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your your Clemson, Georgia, um, all that kind of stuff. This might be a homer pick. 
I think Notre Dame's going to be really good this year. Oh, I do too. I think it's going to be tough for them to make the playoff because I think they do I probably think if lose anything, that first game. That's going to hurt them. I think it's just going to be the lack of experience in the coaching room. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's not just with Freeman. That's with Tommy on the mm-hmm. offensive side of things. And, you know, I think they're going to be a good team. I think the talent is there. I just don't know, you know, if in the long run of mm-hmm. the, that final stretch of the season, you know, where crucial decisions are made. Yeah. You know, I think you got to get to the dance sometimes before you experience the dance. Yeah. You know? No, I think Notre Dame's season – uh, will come down in the Clemson game, as far as how far they go. Yep. Because I don't like I said. Is it is it? I'm possible? a Clemson hater on the year. Uh-huh. Honestly, like I really don't think Clemson is. They they the lines at least the sports books are mm-hmm. are viewing Clemson as Ohio State and Alabama, and I don't even think they're in the same. I ballpark. don't. I don't think they're in the same ballpark as them either. Um, they have Clemson at home. I, I think teams so, like Oklahoma State and Baylor yeah, would give Clemson yeah. a run for their money. I think. Yeah. No. I. I think so. Um, I think Georgia, I mean, Georgia, obviously they just lost a whole defense, you know, by itself. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that program might be able to recover to the point where they can give other top-tier schools, a, a, you know. Run for the money, yeah. No, I, I see that. Um, but, yeah, with Notre Dame, it's just, I think they probably lose that first game to Ohio State. Now that it's not possible they can win it, I think mm-hmm. they can. But Ohio State is far and away it's the, there's two top teams. It's Alabama and Ohio State. Yep. I think are the two top teams this year, and that's kind of a, a tier by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Notre Dame, if, if they lose that Ohio State game in close fashion, you know, win win against BYU, get some other quality wins on the schedule, and then they beat Clemson at home. At that point, they're going into USC ten and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if they beat USC, they get in the playoff. So. Um, obviously, some coaching turnover. Maybe, maybe I'm just being a homer right yeah, now. Maybe, maybe but I am too. That that program has been consistent for five, six years now, of just consistent 10, 11 win seasons, um, if not un, an undefeated season like we saw uh, during the COVID year. So you know, I don't think there's a big drop off with Brian Kelly leaving. Um, so yeah, I, I think take it as you want. Take it as you want. I'm, we're both homers, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that. When I talk about Spencer Rattler, the pendulum swinging from overrated to underrated, I think that's happened with Notre Dame. Where, um, if you wanted to say during, especially during the Charlie Weiss era, oh when, my God, when Notre yeah. Dame would get ranked in the preseason top ten. Notre Dame was Texas in absolutely th- in the two thousands, absolutely, where they were getting ranked in the top ten for no reason, basically. Yep. But last season, last season, it was like, okay, Notre Dame. They lost one game early, and then people were just like, oh, well, they're done. They're done. And they were being ranked way lower than they should have been when they were clearly beating good teams by good margins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, I think I, I think the pendulum swung where Notre Dame is often underrated every year. Um, and just because they, they lose in the playoff, it's like, okay, well, everybody loses to Alabama in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't that same narrative there about any Pac-12 school or Oklahoma or – uh, any Big Ten school outside of like Texas, 2014 Ohio State. Just, like, like you just mentioned, Texas. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's <laughs> there have been very few uh, national champions in the last 10 years. Um, you have Alabama, you have Georgia, and then you had basically two flashes in the pan. Uh, oh, and Clemson, and yeah. you had two flashes in the pan with Ohio State and LSU when they popped off. Yep. Like, yes, Notre Dame hasn't won the big game, but nobody else has either. Like, mm-hmm. nobody else yep. is, you know, Washington got there, got fucking smacked. Yeah, right. Um, Ohio State, even that one year against Clemson, 31 nothing. Like, you know, but it's just Notre Dame that goes there and loses to Alabama by 17, and it's like, oh, well, 
or dog shit. It's like, well, I mean, no, Alabama went on to beat Ohio State by four touchdowns in the championship a week later. So it's like, yeah, it's not as big of a disparity as people think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Homer, Homer rant over. Yeah. But, yeah, so either way, I am I am pumped for college football to be back. It's Absolutely. my favorite sport by a wide margin. Um, so I'm pumped for it. I, I, I'm going to run up uh, NCAA Football 13. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put that back in the, the 360, start my dynasty up. So I'm pumped to go. we got one more year for the next one. we got one more year for <laughs> yeah. the next Thank God that's going to be back next year. Can't wait right. for that. That's where we'll wrap it up. Thank Luke for coming on. We'll have some bonus picks if you stay tuned. We're going into the Mac. <laughs> here to wrap up this episode of Pick Fiends here. I told you if you stuck around, I'll give you some bonus Mac picks. Um, of course, I was Mr. Mac Conference last year. Um, can't I, I don't know my record exactly, but uh, I tell you, I was above 500 on Mac picks. I have a great, uh, a great hierarchy I look to, including Luke, who's, you know, just here. Um, when, I, when it comes to the Mac and it comes to the picks, if you hear that rattling going on or any plastic balls moving anywhere, hitting off the ground, it is my dog, Chester. Come here, chat. Chat, come here. Come here. Oh, yeah, here he is. A couple months old. Six, seven, eight months old now. Something like that. Pain in the butt, you know, puppy stuff. But yeah, he's hanging out down here in the stew with me. So, I'm sure he'll be a nuisance to us somehow. Alright, there he goes. We'll get right into it here. I have two picks for you in the MAC conference. Uh, starting with uh, Western Michigan. Um, a criminally slept on team last year in the MAC. Uh, I think they won eight, nine games, something like that. Uh, their over/under is uh, six and a half wins at plus one twenty-five. Uh, they also finished the year extremely hot. Um, I think they won their last two games of the year in in, in dominant, in pretty dominant fashion. Uh, and my other pick would be uh, NIU, also another uh, powerhouse. I don't know if they won. They didn't win the MAC, but they had the best record in the MAC. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, NIU, um, another over six and a half. I don't know why they are uh, discrediting, you know, the MAC teams who are going to get at least five, six MAC conference games that are easily easily winnable for them. Um, so I got that at minus one fifty, um, and those are my two MAC picks. Uh, I do have a pick to win the MAC, and that would be Western Michigan uh, at plus eight fifty. That's just me. That's just my shot in the dark. Um, you could also get NIU, who had the most wins in the conference last year, um, at plus six hundred. So either of them, you're making money. Um, that's gonna wrap it up here for our college football picks. Thank you for joining us here. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment, do whatever you gotta do. Spread the word. We appreciate it here. Uh, thank you to Luke for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode of Pick Fiends.